Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtics dropped their second consecutive game, this time against the Philadelphia 76ers here at TD Garden, 115-109. to 109. You're here to break things down. Legendary journalist Bob Ryan's here. Jimmy Toscano. Haven't been with Jimmy in a while, in quite some time. No, I was talking about you, Jimmy. No, no, not yet. Not yet, not yet. And, of All course, right. myself, Josue Pavone, here for CLNS Media. Fellas, this one, of course, came down to the wire. A lot of late-game execution here. A lot of late-game decisions. Bob, let's start with you. How did you feel, first of all, with what Brad Stevens' decisions he had to make in those final two minutes and how everything played out? Let's start with the fact that the team that should have won the game won the game and worked backwards from that, okay? When it's Agreed. all said and done, yeah. they deserve to win the game. Yeah. Philadelphia did. Okay, Absolutely. now, Celtics had chances. And had a, and, and the decision Brad Stevens made that, that did backfire. They played Hacker Simmons after it got to a one-point <laughs> game, and, and Ben Simmons delivered the two free throws. Did you think it was going to backfire, though? Uh, I, I didn't hate the I was, move at I the figured time. one for two. I figured he'd That's go one for thinking. two, right. and that would have been fine. Which is, Down is, a, two. is a success. Yeah, yeah that, right, right. But, all right, so that decision. But there was so much more to win to this game. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a key sequence to this game. It was 95-92, okay? And, and there was a weird play, and Embiid winds up scoring a second-chance basket without leaving his feet. Mm. Go down the other end, and they have the worst possession of the night, yeah. an aimless possession when Kemba Walker lost his mind, dribbled around <laughs> like a, a mouse scurrying around, and then heaved up one three. with no time yeah. left because he had nothing else to do. Right. And he went down the other end, and Embiid hit a three. They were playing uphill from that point on, right then and there. That game, that 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 sequence was a killer. 38 points, 13 rebounds for Joel Embiid. Jimmy, what's your take? How I things mean, played I, out? What I happened mean, there? I mean, it was Embiid and then everybody else tonight. I mean, he single-handedly won the Sixers the game down the stretch with the the clutch shots and then the block at the end on, on Tice. Yep. That just kind of that that put the Celtics to bed right there. Um, I thought that it was a great game from start to finish. I thought the Celtics really showed a lot tonight. Yes, they were home and. And they were, you know, they were, I think they were a one-point underdog going into the game. But without Smart, you know, Tatum was off his game tonight. And they, and they hung with the Sixers, who are arguably, you know, a top two, three team in the NBA. Um, like you said, the Celtics shouldn't have won this game. The Sixers should have. Embiid had the big numbers, and he had the big free throws. He had the point. But let's let the record show that the Celtic five men combined for 36 points and 14 rebounds in response. Anus Kanter had 20 points. And, and his best Tice game. had a good game. They they you know balanced off the right. pro, the production yeah. in that spot. So even though it looks as if Embiid towered over the Celtics, the fact of the matter is they got those points back. The key guy was Tobias Harris, in my judgment. He had strategically important. Yeah, had a terrific <laughs> night. And then of course in the big first half, Mike Scott 
the box score five for seven, all on threes for the whole game. But killer threes, they, they got off to a great start shooting threes. How did the box score look? I know you're a big box score I'm guy. A big box score guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's box what I've score. heard. I mean, you only mentioned only, probably every episode of your podcast. I love box I mean, Mike, I Mike Scott, he was inserted into the starting lineup tonight, you know, late late insertion. I think it was his second start of the year, and he really stepped up for them. He did. Right. Like right you away. said, five, five, uh, five or six from three, and just kind of set the Tonys, a veteran presence in there. And everybody in the Sixers team that, that spoke after the game, and Brett Brown especially, made a point to commend Mike Scott for his contributions to the right. game tonight. Well, Jason Tatum did go 0 for 8 to start the second half. I thought that was a huge loss for the Celtics. But, of course, he hit those two big threes down the he stretch. He was 3 so for 16. He put them right back into it. And when he hit two big threes, without which we wouldn't have much to talk about. Right. No, he, he But he had, it, was a, it was a rough night for him. It, it was a rough night for him. And it was a, Did Jalen Brown play tonight? I mean, Jalen Brown, the, the hot the – hot, topic over the last couple weeks here was a complete no-show, I thought, you know, in the biggest game of the year. Right. The way they locked down Kemba Walker and then the way Jason Tatum wasn't feeling, I was, I was thinking, okay, this is it. This is a great opportunity yeah, for Jalen Brown to step in. And Nobody stepped up. When, when they started defending Kemba differently in the second half, nobody in the Celtics stepped up. No, sure. no, no, nobody on the perimeter. The big guys, though, as I said, Cantor. And they did what they could. Cantor's best. This Cantor's is a, good, a, a bit limited in what wasn't he Wasn't it heartening, though, from a Celtic point of view to see him play this way to right. think that right. that you're going to be able to get more performances like this, and there's no reason you won't. Right. This segment of the Garden Report is brought to you by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com. Make sure you use the promo code GARDEN. You'll get 20% off your first order. That's manscaped.com. And free shipping. Don't forget that promo code, and you get free shipping. Someone's right. obviously That's been right. using that. <laughs> Jimmy Toscano over here. I'm all cleaned up, baby. Use the code GARDEN. Get that 20% <laughs> off, and uh, thank you later. Welcome to the Garden Report. I am here with the legendary Me. Bob Ryan <laughs> and some guy named Nick Gelso. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Hopefully not. Um, Probably not. We're going to get right into it. We're going to talk at the Celtics and the Sixers just finished up a game here at the TD Garden. The Sixers took it. But prior to that game, there was a lot of criticism coming in at Joel Embiid, oh, who, by the way, scored 38 points <laughs> and had 13 rebounds. So you can thank Charles and Chuck for yeah, uh, Charles and Shaq for that criticism. They pretty much went at Joel and said, hey, if you want to be good, keep doing what you're doing. If you want to be great, we want to see more out of you. Bob, you've seen countless great NBA players over the years, and you've seen countless good players. What's the difference, and does Joel Embiid have what it takes to be great? Yes, talent-wise. The talent is enormous. He, he is a, a, the modern, classic, inside-outside player. Mm -hmm. uh, he, 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 he's got his low post dexterity, which he demonstrated tonight. He can step out and hit a three, which he demonstrated tonight in a, mm -hmm. a, in a big moment. And then he made a game-preserving block on top of that. No, he's got enormous talent. I think what the criticism has to do with nightly application. You know, the, do you want to be a, a, a just a coast on that talent, yeah. or do you want to do the things that are going to make you uh, an MVP kind of player? I think that's what the prodding he's getting from Shaq uh, uh, and company is that he has the talent to be an MVP kind of player, and, and they want to see that. Shaq, I mean, oh. there were times there were times where Shaq was called out for his efforts. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh, so, I, I, but look, he had the resume too. Though. Yeah. But Shaq, you know, I mean, it's you know, people. Everybody has their opinion. My opinion is that, that uh, Shaq should have led the league in rebounding every year he played right. because rebounding was not a priority for him. So, when, so um, factor filter through this. I mean, consider the source here. Uh, Shaq. Absolutely, uh, is a, in a living in a, something of a glass house with regard to yeah. what he actually could have done full time. I'm sorry, and you say, "Well, he's one of the greatest players." Well, okay, you might think so, but he's not as good as you think he is. I'm telling you, he should have been a better oh, rebounder. Absolutely, did not rebound. Some teammates even questioned Shaq's effort. You know, in regards to did he give it? He could have been amazingly better. I've heard Kobe say sure. that before. 
So everybody's throwing a little bit of, you know, they retire and everything everything looks rosy, right? Right. But, but you know, I, I, when you look at Embiid, is, it, he has all the ingredients to be a modern, as good a center, a, a five-man yeah. center, that doesn't exist anymore. Yep. As good a big, <laughs> a big, because we only have big swings and ball handlers Positionless now. ball. And, and right. Yeah. And, but he's as good a, he should be as good mm-hmm. as any big in the, uh, any big in the game. Uh, he's really good at Twitter. Hey, can I say something? No, he's Are really good. Yeah, no, in? no. Yeah. But it's going to be back to The Jimmy. thing about Chuck <laughs> and Shaq is, you know, they're on an award-winning television show, and, and they, they have to say things to get people watching. But I think that there's a lot of truth to what they say, too, and I think the show is amazing. How about the way Embiid handled the criticism, though? I mean, what does that speak about him? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I his like reaction, is, as far as we know, is very positive. He spoke with Shaq personally, uh, understands that it's – uh, he's accepting it as constructive criticism, I think, uh, right. quote unquote, right? Well, fine, good. And we saw him react tonight uh, uh, with, a, with a big time performance. Kind of proved them right. Yeah. Big right? time performance. I mean, didn't he kind of prove that's them? a good point, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, clearly that is in there. And it all it took was a little, a little push and shove from a couple of all time greats to get it out of him. My biggest thing for Embiid is I'm proud of the fact, I'm proud of him for not swinging back because you, I thought for sure it'd be all Which he's over. done. Which he's done in the past. Yeah, yeah. He, in this instance, <laughs> he just scared me. Not because I was looking. No, I mean, it, it was usually would be all over Twitter giving us comic relief, uh, making fun of whoever's attacking mm-hmm. him. But in this case, he was mature about it. Yep. And after the game, he was, you know, yeah, he, 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 answered, learned from he answered with a performance, yeah. which is terrific. Last, so it should be. Last question. If, if this is the Embiid that we see more often than not oh going boy. forward, are the, are the Sixers the team to beat in the East and, and no, even not in the well, league? Not as long as Milwaukee's 22-3 and three and winning games without Antetokounmpo, Tequambo, which they did last night. Uh, we'll see. But certainly, it should. common sense tells you right now it should come down to those two, depending on how good Boston improve, how much Boston can improve, and maybe find one more piece of that of their own puzzle. There you go, folks. This garden repro- this garden report was brought to you by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com for all your below the belt needs. Type in code Garden at checkout for twenty percent off, free shipping, maybe a little stocking stuffer this uh, this Christmas. What do you say? Ladies, that'll do it. Man. That'll do it from here. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Second half of the Celtics and Sixers matchup, the news of longtime NBA commissioner David Stern had suffered a brain hemorrhage broke here while we were at TD Garden covering this game. Bob Ryan, of course, I know you have a personal relationship with Stern. Just a few words on the matter. Uh, this is a, a, a sad night for many, many, many people. Uh, I am one of the many who are uh, extremely fond of David Stern. He was the great, most fan and media-friendly commissioner of my experience in any sport, any of the four major sports that I ever experienced, uh, a sense of humor, a, a charm, a wit, uh, a disarming wit. Uh, anyway, uh, just a wonderful guy to be around. And I, of course, his impact in the history of the league is enormous. Right. Uh, and presided over a period of transition for the league when it, it, it went global. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, economic situation exploded. Uh, he, he supervised all that with with a, uh, a great wisdom. And and you know this, this is very sad news. A lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, we all say Bird, Magic, Michael. But if there was no Stern, there may not have you been. You know, I'm so glad you said that, Nick, because Larry Bird went out of his way at different times, more than once when yep. I, in my experience, to say that what he appreciated uh, uh, so much, how he appreciated the fact that the NBA was the forum for these got him, he and his, all these guys to to showcase their talents, and he he knew that David Stern had created or helped 
create that atmosphere and that, that circumstance so that they could flourish, not only artistically, but financially. Yep. Right. So he, Larry, for one, was very appreciative of David Stern. Yep. Yeah, I you know for me growing up, just seeing that David Stern signature on the Spalding basketball, like, that's what I just grew up always seeing. You know, I, I, by the time I got to the age where I wasn't necessarily on the basketball court as much as I used to be, that signature was no longer there. But, of course, his impact think about on the that. league yeah. hasn't changed thus far. No. He had one of the funniest lines ever. Uh, back in, in 1986, there was a league meeting in Phoenix in which seven cities came to present proposals for expansion. Seven cities. And and the league was blown away by this. They, they didn't realize how popular they were. They right. Seriously weren't. And after it was over, he said, you know, I feel like this is the reverse of the Groucho Marx thing. If all these people want to join the club, we should let them in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, our thoughts and prayers are with David Stern and, of course, the Stern family here from CLNS Media.